A note to our listeners. Since the recording of this episode, Rachel Wilson has assumed a new position and is no longer working at Collab Capital. This recording reflects her past work with the company. If you'd like to keep up with Rachel's journey, please follow her on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. When you step away with not having an ego, not having to own everything yourself and allowing others who do have the right talent and have shown up in a way that says that they're ready for an opportunity, you need to let go of the reins and give it to them. Hello, and welcome to Agnes Scott College's podcast, Journeys to Leadership, where we explore the paths of inspiring women leaders from around the globe. I'm Leo Kadiazak, president of Agnes Scott and the host of this podcast. I hope that our guest stories not only encourage you, our listeners and leaders of today and tomorrow, but they also inspire you as you take the next steps in your own journey. Today's guest has over a decade of global experience working across various industries, including food and beverage, automotive, tech, healthcare, music, fashion, and media. As principal and head of operations for Collab Capital, a venture capital firm headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, she runs the operations and governance processes of the fund. She has been a longtime advocate for mental wellness and has been the chair of the board for her family's behavioral health treatment center, Omnis Health Life Wellness Center, for over seven years. She has a BA in economics and business from Agnes Scott College and an MS in industrial engineering from Georgia Tech. She serves on the board of Black Women in Venture Capital, a nonprofit dedicated to supporting careers across the spectrum of venture capital and capital access networks for Black women. Please join me in welcoming the principal and head of operations of Collab Capital, Rachel Wilson. Welcome to Journeys to Leadership, Rachel. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, President Zach. On Journeys to Leadership, we understand that leadership doesn't just happen. It's a journey. During our time together, we want to explore your journey, the ups, the downs, the surprises, all of it, or as much as we can fit into this segment. So let's begin. Rachel, I'm very interested. Where did you grow up? Great question, um, because I love talking about uh, the blessing that I had of a childhood. Um, I have two amazing parents, uh, Don Wilson and Patrice Wilson. They actually grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. I grew up and was born in Jacksonville, Florida. But when I was two, we all left to head out to Germany because my father was in the military, the army specifically. And so we lived out in Kitzigan, Germany, and then moved to Stone Mountain, Georgia, uh, when he was uh, out of the army. But it was an amazing time that I had there, was very exposed to some amazing people, foods, places. We even had an opportunity to go to Auschwitz. And uh, my parents were really big on making sure that we were exposed to some of the history within Germany uh, to include, you know, Black history as well. But we were would travel all over um, Eastern Europe to um, Southern, you know, Europe, all over. And so really was an amazing place to be able to grow up and and have uh, some amazing experiences. I suspect you speak German as well? Nine. 
That's the most you can get out of me. <laughs> I know better Japanese because I took that when I was at Agnes Scott, uh, but uh, don't don't know as much German as, as I would like to. But, uh, you know, I, I do know how to order a beer. Well, I love that. I grew up in a Polish-speaking household. Both my parents spoke Polish and English. However, I can, you know, recite the foods, you know, count to 10, know, you know, certain things you might want to know about gifts that they might be giving us, but that's about as far as I get um, in Polish as Same. well. So, um, so when you were in Germany or in back here in Stone Mountain, what was your dream of growing up? Did you, did you dream about venture capital? No, no. Um, I was definitely not dreaming about venture capital specifically, but um, my father is a very entrepreneurial person, serial entrepreneur at that. And so grew around all of the ups and downs of the businesses that he created. When we were in Germany, he actually opened up a restaurant business while he was in the military. My mom would help at the restaurant. Uh, it was like seafood and he had some soul food items. I remember going to all of the the butcher shops with him where he would pick out the the steak slices and things that he want, you know, from off of the the cows and stuff. So it, it was, you know, really a lot of great exposure to just building a business from from scratch. Um and, you know, even when we came to the states and we lived in Stone Mountain, he was doing the same thing, you know, just was always a serial entrepreneur, but I I did realize how much capital it took to to do those types of things and he was always scrappy he was always you know bootstrapping it and i think around like 10 years old 12 years old he was like you know if you're really interested in being an entrepreneur and you really want to help businesses per se you should look into like finance or investment banking and i think i was reading around the the subject matter and i was like i'm gonna be a venture capitalist didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of our listeners may not know either. So could you tell us what a venture capitalist is? Yes, that's a really great question. So essentially, a venture capitalist is someone who is looking and um, and reviewing businesses that may have a certain type of component of returns that they're looking for. So they will find businesses at different stages because there are startup venture capitalists, those who are looking at very early businesses that either may have a product or service out to market or may not. Um, then you have other growth stage, which is businesses that are a little further along have figured out you know where their sweet spot is in the market and so they'll look into those types of businesses and then you have um later stage businesses almost all the way to private equity and private equity is basically these businesses that have you know a long tenure of time of when they've been doing businesses and, and services have some level of revenue and um, you know have the ability to have more financials that can be reviewed by those businesses. And venture capital is like, hey, we see that there might be an opportunity either from a technology standpoint or a way to um, uh, disrupt a, a market, um, take a large market share uh, of, a, of a market in order for them to be able to invest and have a particular type of return that they're looking for. 
for us at where I work um, at Collab Capital, we invest at the early stage of um, technology focused businesses, meaning that we look for companies that have a little bit more, a little bit of traction, a little bit of um, stakes in the game. They've you know been able to find customers. They've been able to um, you know actually deliver upon a product or or service, but they're still trying to make sure they got have the right fit in the market in order for it to expand and and find market share. Um, and so for us, we do around like check sizes from half a million up to a million. We're actually raising our second fund, which will be for a hundred million. Our first fund was for fifty million. We raised over fifty million, and so we're hoping that with both of these funds will be able to reinvest and find these types of uh, founders that will help us to uh, look for those returns that, that we're looking for in the technology space. So clearly you were exposed to entrepreneurship, but were there skills at Agnes Scott or things that you've learned that you think was valuable for what you're doing today? In the venture capital space, there's a lot of need for diversification. In the types of people who are investing, in the types of folks who are seeking to find pools, funds to invest in. Um, and many of those folks do not happen to be women. <laughs> and many of those folks definitely do not happen to be women of color. And so being in a place like Agnes Scott that is forward thinking and making sure that the students there and the women there are well-rounded in what they're exposed to across different academic areas. It's very helpful when you are going to go into an industry where there is a lack thereof, because now you, one, have a, a tribe of, of folks that you can lean on, um, you can connect to, whether that is a student or as an alum, and say like, hey, you know, I'm I'm looking for someone who may know X about a particular industry, or I'm trying to see if I can get connected to some people who may know about uh, these types of, of financiers, you know, or investors that are going into this industry. So one, that is a, a great way. From an academic perspective, you know, you're in a, a, a space that is trying to help you academically be as excellent as possible. And Agnes Scott was hard. It was, it was definitely <laughs> some, definitely some hard classes, uh, you know, it, some long nights, some worried moments. Am I going to pass this class? Is this, you know, these professors going to, you know, actually let me uh, get to the next phase. <laughs> um, but because of that, level of um, intentionality around the the need for excellence in academics it plays a great role in how you show up for for work and especially in the space of vc it can be a hard game um and so you know it's for the ones who take the time to really dig deeper into a business um get out there to be more connected really try to find those really good relationships, being able to lean back on that has been really helpful. And then I would say thirdly, just the exposure to different cultures and businesses. Like I said earlier, I had a chance to study abroad in Japan and at Agnes Scott. 
Um, and I have friends today from there, many who went to other uh, women's schools uh, as well, like Mount Holyoke. And so many of those same students are good friends with them as well. And, and they've been really helpful in, in my career too. So I think that there's just a lot to say about when we come together um, as women in, in these different groups that we may be a part of that are different. It's very helpful in the careers that we build later. In addition to those very important friendships, as well as the academics, what qualities do you see that make a good leader? Well, that's that's a really, really good question. Um, and I don't know if I have time to expand on all the things of making a good leader. But what I, I definitely point to about leadership is the ability to recognize talent is really important because you can't do it all. And when you step away with not having an ego, not having to own everything yourself and allowing others who do have the, the right talent and have shown up in a way that says that they're ready for an opportunity, you need to let go of the reins and give it to them. So then that way you can allow others to be able to get to where you are and, and beyond and, and hopefully pay it forward to do it for someone else. I think that to me is a really great sign of a, of a true leader. And then I would say just the ability to be resourceful. You know, not everything is going to be easy. Not everything is going to be straightforward and given to you. So like, how do you become scrappy in a way where you can be nimble and be able to be flexible, um, flex your style, flex uh, the way that things are given to you so that in that way, um, as challenges will happen, you can maneuver around those things. Um, and so I think that's a really important skill and trait to have, especially if you are going to lead people. On this journey, what surprised you about yourself? Oh, man. Um, Surprising to me is just how challenged I was about around my own confidence. You know, so uh, been in places where things have been hard and difficult and I've overcome them. But as I became in a space where there were a lot of folks who have had this experience more than I had, I, I had to grow this level of, of confidence. I thought I was a confident person. <laughs> and then I saw that, no, no, you, st you still have to work on it. You still have to work on making sure that you see your own, your own value in the things that you do, your own experiences that you bring to the table. Even though you may not necessarily have the background um, in, a, in, this, in this area, in this, this industry, you do bring a lot of value to the table because of the relationships that you've built, the scrappiness that you, you've you had, um, the experiences that you've had in different cultures and with different people um, and, and industries, you know? And so it, it, it definitely takes some time to make sure um, that that, I continue to feel that way, but that definitely at times there, there was that, uh, voice in the back of my mind that said, oh, you know, are you sure you can really do this? Or do you maybe want to think about something else? Um, and so by having really great resources and, and people that I could talk to about 
you know, feeling this way and being vulnerable has also been really helpful. So for me, I think um, being able to uh, to share that with people and recognize that I'm not perfect and it's okay for me to, to talk to others about when um, I'm not feeling at my best. Well, I think that's a sign of great leadership when you can be able to admit that you're not perfect, um, for sure. Although you're pretty close um, in my book Thank you, um, to perfect. <laughs> but tell me, you know, you talked about people you can talk to. Who are those people, if you don't mind? You know, who are the people you can talk to? Or you're such a wonderful person at giving back. Who gave to you through this process? Well, first and foremost, I definitely have to say my my parents, my family, my sister. You know, it's it's without saying that the way that they brought me up, um, the level of exposure that they've given me, and an openness around being entrepreneurial to just my mom being a person who was like, even if we didn't have. Uh, homework that day. She had her own chalkboard she'd bring out and <laughs> make sure that we had some kind of academic something going on in the house. Um, so being able to lean on them when I have challenges or, or questions about something, especially being in VC is really all around entrepreneurship and, and thinking. And so they've always been supportive. There are other groups too that I highlight as well, like Black Women in Venture Capital. Um, I sit on the board as vice chair for that group, and it's been an amazing experience to be in a organization where women like myself who are trying to elevate and and um, get to a, a place where they can have uh, wealth creation, not just for themselves, but for the the folks that they're investing in, the founders they're investing in, and being able to have a place to actually talk about these challenges and say, like, they too also feel the same same way I do in terms of having that level of confidence. Um, or where can I, you know, learn the best standards and practices so that I can be on par or better than my peers in this space? And so having organizations like that, that you can you know, quickly slack to and say, I'm going through this, or even I have this deal, is anyone interested or whatever? It's great to have those kind of opportunities to, to talk to people who've, you know, look like you and have, you know, been through those same challenges. As you look toward the future, what excites you? For me, I'm excited about my next phase in, um, building my own wealth creation. I recently just got married uh, in February. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Chaz, uh, Michael Jenkins, as uh, an um, amazing man. And, um, you know, we've always been on the same page of, you know, we we want to be able to travel and, and do the things that matter to us, give back to the places that we that matter to us. Um, and so, very much looking forward to us building out what that future looks like, creating more spaces where we can have more investments to ourselves and create more cash flow that, that then can make sure that, you know, we can travel and do all the things that we want to do when we want to do it. Um, 
and essentially just, you know, not, I think in the past I was definitely like, I need to be at this X number um, and own these X things in order for me to have the a fulfilling life that I was looking for. And now that I've found a really great partner, it's been amazing to see how, you know, together we can build something and, and not have to be the next Warren Buffett or, you know, Beyonce, you know, <laughs> we can, we can build together at the rate that makes sense to us and be able to live the life that we want um, and do the things that we want together. And so I'm really excited about, about that future. Well, that is fantastic. Rachel, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Are there any last words of encouragement or advice that you'd like to give to our listeners? Yes. Uh, find your tribe. Stay connected to them. Now more than ever, it is so important for us to connect to our allies, connect to our friends, and not silo ourselves in places where we are regurgitating any negativity that might be out there. Make sure that you are connecting to those folks. There are people who just like you are going through similar things. And so make sure that you reach out when you need help. Um, let people know where they can be helpful and also pay that in, in return by making sure you can also do the same in kind. So um, just know that there there are spaces and places for, for all of us and we all need to, to ally up with each other um, as much as we can. Well, Rachel, thank you for sharing your time and your story with us. To our listeners, I hope you were encouraged and inspired by Rachel Wilson's journey. It's one that we were thrilled to share with you and one of many more to come. Thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. Thank you to our producer, Sydney Perry, for making this possible. And I am Leo Katie Zach, and this is Journeys to Leadership. <music>